Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Yeah. Here we are. Sitting on top of the hump, baby. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day 608. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy and your time check. That's brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Oh, there's so much to talk about. Plenty going on. One of your top stories, Mayorkas impeachment article is passed. It goes for a full House vote. That's coming up. More details. I'll dig into that uh, in a little bit. South Carolina poll has Trump 35 points over Nikki Haley. What? You know, if you watch the media, especially, you know, well, the mainstream media, what they are uh, on fire for Nikki Haley. They're all excited oh, yeah. uh, about her. And at the same time, they have time to cajole and joke and have a good old time at the expense of Donald J. Trump and the uh, completely ridiculous award given to E. Jean Carroll like $83 million? That's crazy. They turned it into like a joke fest. She was on with Rachel Maddow from MSNBC. Speaking of a joke. And Re- Rachel Maddow asked her a serious question. Um, I know you've talked about, you know, uh, women's rights and things like this, and specifically you were going to donate or whatever. Can you get into more detail about that? I mean, she was asking a reasonable question of somebody who could end up receiving $83 million. And she never even, E. Jean Carroll didn't get serious at all. She said, well, first of all, Rachel, you and I are going to go shopping. I mean, remember, this woman got an award for something that should have been beyond the statute of limitations, but New York changed the law specifically for that case. This is a woman who couldn't determine the year in which she was supposedly attacked by Donald Trump. And... It reads like a TV show because it basically is identical. I mean, the same department store, a very similar event happened on a TV show that she was extremely familiar with and even admitted, oh my goodness, yeah, that is a huge coincidence. Uh Like, who would possibly believe her? But yet, the hatred for Trump overrules all logic, of course, because they have Trump derangement syndrome. So they award her this money, and then it becomes a joke. Wait, were you attacked viciously? Were you defamed? Did it ruin your reputation when Trump said you're a liar? No. You don't appear to be someone who is 
really felt any sort of pain. Their life has certainly not changed for the worse, it would appear. And then instead of a serious question being answered in a serious way, you continue to make a mockery and a joke of the whole situation, which it clearly is, so I'm with you. But you're going to take Rachel Maddow shopping or buy her a penthouse. I mean, it it yeah. was absurd. They were ca- a bunch of cackling hens laughing. I think it was so funny. Yeah. We're, we're going to destroy Donald Trump any way we can. And they hope it'll be death by a million cuts. Mm-hmm. But I got news for you. It ain't over yet. Oh, it yeah. ain't over yet, ladies, you know, and you can cackle, but... Uh, Let's see who's cackling last. All right. Reminder, follow the sky. Never miss a minute of the show. Just one click. Thesky973.com slash follow. Or download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And you get the Bob Rose Show podcast every minute of the show. And did I mention it is free? Free is good. All right. So here we are. The House Homeland Security Committee yesterday approved along party lines two articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas teeing up a uh, a vote on the House early as next week to impeach the embattled Biden official. So this is along party lines. So once again, you know, um, they'll make it. The left will say, oh, you see, this is a partisan issue. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting that a guy who's absolutely unequivocally not not doing his job, right. <laughs> you know, that if you're attacking him, that's partisan politics. Mm-hmm. Um, but a man who is the number one political enemy of the current administration, when he is attacked, oh, that's not partisan. He, he man, he just, you know how many businesses and banks he put out of business by lying about the value of his properties? Uh, Bob, Bob, there, were, huh? there was no victims in that. Uh, oh, there was no victims. No, they they did got you, paid back. Did you know that the Associated Press... Yeah. Which, hey, you know, they're no friend to the right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, basically printed a little bit of research about similar cases in, I don't know, in like 100 years. Right. There, there may have been a couple of cases where, you know, the, the person in question was punished. But in whatever cases they were, and there weren't many, they all uh, were cases where there was a damaged party or several involved. People bringing the complaint. We were lied to and it hurt our business, et cetera. That's so, not the case with the Trump thing. So which businesses brought the, forth the case against him? Which, which uh, No, none, oh, the banks, the none. lending institutions, any of them, none of them. No, in fact, they were all quite pleased and happy with the business arrangement they had. There is no uh, a party here that was hurt. So, so Donald so, Trump is the only victim. Well, of course. I mean, of course. Yeah. And anybody who wants to employ... A certain amount of logic is going to come to the same determination, but then that TDS gets in the way. Trump derangement syndrome. Mm-hmm. You if, normally, well, I, I say normally. Well, normally, mostly sound people, other than their mm, political brainwashing, yeah. um, you can expect them to maybe behave in a fairly normal way. Uh, not when the not when the Trump word is mentioned. Not mm. when Trump is brought up. They go right into Trump derangement. Syndrome. I have seen it. I have experienced it oh, firsthand. Yes, you have. And I'm telling you, it, it really is. Oh. It should be recognized by the AMA. Absolutely. It, it is clearly a severe psychological disturbance. Mm-hmm. 
where all logic, all thinking, all common sense just goes out the window, and there's just this this rage on a daily basis. It is, you're completely taken over by these hateful, nasty emotions, um, and we probably most of us have seen it, experienced yeah. it in some way, shape, or form. And President Trump, of course, is the main receiver of the Trump derangement syndrome, and it, and it continues. Did I mention how he's crushing it in South Carolina in polls? Well, even if you did, you could mention it again. <laughs> did I mention that he's 35 points ahead of Nikki Haley in South Carolina, her state? That's pretty awesome, I think. And she is attacking uh, to a much greater degree, and she is definitely starting to singe the ground in which she herself might have to walk someday. Mm. We'll talk about that more coming up. On the Bob Rose Show, Greg Cassidy is here. And yes, it's a happy hump day, Trump day on 97.3 The Sky. The Sean Hannity Show. There are really two issues that every Republican can unite on. Afternoons at 3. The border and stopping the deficit of the federal government. It's unsustainable. On News Talk 97.3 The Sky. Rise and shine, brothers and sisters, let's pump it up. It is 620, you're tuned to the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. I bid you a happy hump day, Trump day, my friends. One of your top stories, the border bill and the border bill baloney that goes along with it. And the Hill apparently has a piece, and I just got a little section of it, about this bill. And their notion is House Republicans appear to be on the precipice of torpedoing their best opportunity in years of enacting border legislation. Republicans had long insisted on changes to border and migration policy as a condition of approving any additional aid to Ukraine. But as Senate negotiators close in on a deal that does just that... Opposition from former President Trump threatens to sink the bill, which many conservatives say doesn't go far enough to put the brakes on southern migration. Really, you think? Wow. The House opposition from GOP leaders on down is frustrating even some conservative immigration reformers. There's no, <laughs> there really is no, no such thing. Conservative immigration reformer. No. No. You can be that. But not without first being a conservative border security reformer. Yes. Yeah. And that's the key. And, and hey, God bless Senator Rick Scott. Uh, he's, he's speaking up. In fact, uh, according to Fox, he's turning up the heat on his opposition to the emerging border deal that officials expect as soon as next week. Uh, James Langford is a smart, hardworking, and he knows the issue. But he's on a suicide mission. Mm-hmm. So it's real simple. If we cannot force Biden to secure the border, we need to just shut the border down. If we go back home, the voters are not saying, hey, we want to secure the border next year. They're saying, we want to secure borders today. So I'm not going to support something that doesn't do it. It... it It will not be done under Biden. Let me repeat that for those that are a little thick or hard of hearing. Securing the southwest border between the United States and Mexico 
will absolutely not be done under a Biden administration. Period. End of story. And I even include if you pass this stupid bill. It will not be secure. And I'll tell you what. It would be even easier for Biden to secure the border than it was for Trump. And Trump made it happen fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. Why would it be easier now? Who couldn't make the case that uh, there's national security issues at play here? Absolutely. You've got terroristic acts against our soldiers going on uh, in the Middle East. Mm Mm-hmm. And people who could be involved in that, what makes you think when so many people have had unfettered access to the United States that there's not plenty of those kinds of people or like-minded people that aren't already here? And now as things may be escalating with the talk of what are we going to do about Iran heating up, are you telling me that this entity of Iran, this is the number one sponsor of, of, of state terrorism, Uh, couldn't afford a couple of flights for a team of bad guys to make their way into Mexico and eventually across our border. They pay Hamas. They pay Hezbollah. They pay the Houthis to do their terrorist acts. What makes anybody with a logical mind think that it's going to be restricted only to the Middle Eastern areas or maybe North Africa. That's bizarre, ridiculous. It's wrong-headed. It's stupid. It's short-sighted. Well, I guess that kind of explains the Biden administration. You pretty much nailed it right there. To, to yeah. some extent. Yeah. Let, let's hear from their number one uh, spokesperson who apparently is on the Mensa waiting list, <laughs> Corinne Jean-Pierre. If Speaker Johnson continues to believe, as President Biden and Republicans and Democrats in Congress do, that we have an imperative to act immediately on the border, he should give this administration the authority and funding we're requesting to secure the border. Just gag me now. Authority and funding to secure the border. What did she say? It's imperative. In other words, there's a sense of urgency in her voice. There's a sense of urgency now to pay attention to the border. The same border, okay, under this same administration, that lied and denied, and then they denied, and then they lied, and then they continue to lie. They said there was no chaos at the border. There was no chaos. They denied that there was any problems at all. Mayorkas, stone cold, stone cold face uh, with empty eyes like the devil controlling his words, Mm -hmm. denied that there was a problem. Going so far as to saying, you know, the border is secure. Everybody is doing their job. It was an unabashed lie then. And this guy, uh, they passed some impeachment article. Two impeachment articles were passed yesterday. It'll go to the House for a full vote. Uh, Again, don't want to sound like a broken record, but Mayorkas, he could be impeached. He could be thrown out of his office as the Secretary of Homeland Security. Now, what's that going to uh, accomplish for us? The borders will not be secure under a Biden administration. So it's going to do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously? It it is completely 
highly yeah. ignorant to believe that this administration that had all kinds of power, ability, time, and resources uh-huh. to secure the border if they chose to. But she said that they need uh, money and uh, and authority, Bob. Well, I first mean, of all, th- that is a lie. Okay. The money they want is for Ukraine, and and the money that they claim they need for the border would be used not for securing the border, but for making the process of coming into the United States more streamlined, more efficient. Yes. Why wait in line when you could take the fast track? All you have to do is pass this baloney of a border bill. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Chokey the Cloud, and I'm here to secure the border. Hey, that guy looks exactly like Biden, but he sounds like a clown. Well, if the shoes fit and they're size 22 <laughs> and Biden's wearing them, oh. the three ring circus. Wow. Continues. It does. Yeah, but it is a happy hump day, Trump day, as Trump dominates the South Carolina polling. Just putting a hurting on little Nikki Haley, and she's oh. becoming desperate. I'll share some of the stupidity and things that she's saying now that's only going to hurt her future, but as she's out there saying them. I'll tell you about it coming up on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy's here. It is 628. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Here's what's trending on the sky. U.S. troops killed by Iranian proxy forces in Jordan. We will take all necessary actions to defend the U.S. and our troops. The news that's trending. They end every statement of we're going to defend ourselves. What Iran hears, let's see what we can get away with next time. The news that's now. They open the border. The president has more than enough tools at his disposal to stop it. We're doing what we can. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. When you need to know. Lead to a military conflict. The economy. And inflation. You need the sky. Public corruption. The big guy, Mr. Biden. Securing our border first. Everywhere. Right there on your phone. The Odyssey app. The news updates. News Talk 97.3. The sky. Happy hump day, Trump day, my friends. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. It is 639. Thank you for tuning in. One of the top stories, the border bill, or as I like to say, border bill baloney. And uh, the mainstream media, of course, all over it. Hey, I I thought the Republicans wanted, Hmm. you know, a border reform. No, no, no. No, I've said it on this show for years. 
be careful of the word reform. Now, where did we learn that lesson? Well, we learned it a long time ago, first of all, with the uh, the law in 1986 that Reagan signed off on so that we'd never have to deal with exactly the same issues we're dealing with now with illegal immigration. Exactly. And they told us everything they've been telling us uh, up till now. They did the exact same thing in 86. And we won't have to deal with this again. Well, they didn't fund it properly. They didn't execute it properly. The punishments uh, were never followed through with effectively. And both Republicans and Democrats are at fault for that. Yes. And here we are now, contemplating, debating, all the same things. But we learned another lesson with the word reform. Remember when we saw our health care costs and our insurance costs spiraling upwardly? And every American knew, hey, it's getting harder and harder to afford health care. Every employer that was providing at least some percentage of health care for their employees said, this is starting to hurt. This is affecting the bottom line. This is raising the cost of doing business. So people called for reform. Hey, the costs are high, both the, on the provider side and the insurance side. So what was the answer? Oh, the Democrats come riding in with the answer. We're going to do health care reform. Reform. Uh, they should call it deform. Yeah, because they're going to deform it, not reform it, deform it. They're going to destroy it and make it worse. That's what they managed to do. That's a fact. And they lied every step of the way. And who was the, the top liar in chief? Barry Obama. Yeah. Don't worry. If you like your doctor and your health care plan, you can keep it. What a lying sack of potatoes. Huh? What about the line about, hey, uh, it should save the average American family of four about $2,500 a year in insurance costs. Ha, 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 ha. The facts came out. The facts, like inspector general type stuff, mm-hmm. uh, government accounting office. You know yeah. the facts. The facts. It actually cost the average American family about, and it's funny that the figure is very, very close, about twenty five hundred dollars more. And well, for those of you who, like me, barely got through algebra one, <laughs> that's a five thousand dollar swing. And for the average American's paycheck. And take-home pay and what they try to live on, five grand is a substantial amount of money. Now, I know the elitists that put together this bizarre bill, they might not understand that, that $5,000 is a lot of money. But every American certainly understands it. So, yeah, always be weary of that old term, reform. Mm-hmm. And It'll it's... It's another big lie coming at you in the form of a border bill. A big lie. And this is all coming from the band of liars, the Democrats. Mayorkas, liar. Biden, liar. They lied about the border. They denied that there was a problem at the border when they knew they opened the gates of hell. They opened them. Said, come on in. Doesn't mean everybody coming across the border, bad people. Not, Not at all. But how many bad people does it take to bring in... Oh, I don't know, 100 pounds of fentanyl that can kill thousands of people. Mm-hmm. 70,000 Americans at least every year die. Fentanyl overdose. Human smuggling? Oh, who cares about that? Really? 
What if it was your sister, your daughter, your niece, your grandchild? And they, they're involved in sexual slavery through the cartels. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's just... That's all part of the border that was clearly addressed very effectively by former President Donald Trump during his tenure. Very effectively. And Biden went in there on day one, literally undid it all. How can the, how can the vast majority of Americans not understand what has occurred here? This isn't, you don't have to be deeply embedded in the political world or be a news junkie to get that simple fact. Trump had the border relatively secure. Biden undid it. Those are facts. They cannot, absolutely cannot be denied. Yeah, you can can argue about climate change and CO2 and all of that, (laughs) and you'll have opinions all over the place and scientific opinions all over the place on that issue. But this, you cannot deny it. Trump had the border secure. Biden opened it. Period. End of story. So you're going to Trump. Uh, you're going to trust the Biden administration and their people to present a comprehensive border reform bill that's going to secure the border now. Yeah. When they took every step, every play in the playbook to open it wide open. You, you're delusional. Absolutely delusional. And let's keep an eye on these soft, any of these soft rhino Republicans. Oh, yeah. Keep an eye on them because they're just a scum-sucking serpents just like the left if they go along with this one. Oh, you're being way too nice, Bob. I, I tend to be that way. Well, yeah. It is way. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my shortcomings. Uh-huh. Add it to the list. Mm-hmm. 6.45 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. It is a happy hump day, Trump day on 97.3 The Sky. Trump isn't causing chaos. Our enemies are causing chaos. Weeknights at 6. They're the ones indicting him. They're the ones filing endless motions. They're the ones getting these outrageous decisions. 97.3 Sky. You got some pretty uh, hot guitar licks going over there, Greg. Well, you know, a little Guns and Roses. That's a way to wake you up in the morning. You mean pistols and daisies? <laughs> You get uh, bored when you're in rock radio. It's like, yeah, I got to do it again. But how about Pistols and Daisies? Just throwing it out there. I don't know that it sounds quite the same. I yeah. don't know. What yeah. about Axel Grease instead of Axel Rose, huh? Now you're talking. <laughs> yeah. I like that. No, that takes away the yeah. possibility of him being like a cousin or something. Hmm. Oh, wait, I don't. I don't think I really care one way or another. You don't really. It is 651. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is in the house, obviously. Top stories, the border bill and the Mayorkas impeachment. Yeah, and I called the border bill baloney, and I've spoken plenty on that. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, we'll continue to. But I also want to remind folks to follow the sky. Just go to the sky, 973.com slash follow or download the Odyssey app. There's a Bob Rose Show podcast. You never have to miss a minute of the show. I don't want you to miss our conversation with Congresswoman Kat Kamek coming up at 8.05. And she always is on top of the latest, what's going on. And the Mayorkas impeachment articles, two of those passed. It'll go to the full house for a vote. We'll get her take on that. She's been all over uh, the border issue from the very beginning, so we'll get the latest um, 
from her. That's coming up at 8.05. All right, so it is a happy hump day, Trump day. How's uh, how's our boy doing here? Let's hmm. see. Uh, Trump is meeting with some mega donors. Nice. Yep, to get continued or uh, maybe new support, stronger support for the mega donors in the days and uh, weeks ahead. Politico's uh, Alex Isenstadt first reported Tuesday that three large donors on Saturday agreed to financially back Trump's White House bid while meeting with him in Vegas. Trump should be MAGA donors instead of mega donors. Yeah, well, I guess yeah. it would be yeah. both. Uh, yeah. I, I've, I heard kind of a trend lately. Um, what were they calling it? Not uh, mega, but... Oh, ma- not MAGA. Yeah. MAGA. MAGA? And I even heard that from Republicans. I think it's... Uh, huh. What's his face with the whiteboard? Really? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The whiteboard guy. Yeah, but no, it's MAGA. MAGA. I heard him say MAGA. MAGA. That's odd. That's odd to say MAGA. MAGA. Yeah, it's MAGA. Yeah. We'll, we'll, get, him, we'll get him fixed. So anyway, yeah. um, he's doing that. He's meeting with dozens more upcoming. He's getting ready for the general election. Uh, and why wouldn't he? I mean, if a lot of chips are riding on South Carolina and Nikki Haley performance there, if the, if, if the chips for her are riding on that state, she's going to be... Um, Really disappointed because yeah. uh, polls show uh, Trump 35 points ahead of her. So she at least wants to exceed what she did in New Hampshire, what was overall like about, what, 43%, which was mm-hmm. incredibly huge because of some crossover Democrats and a lot of independents, and it is New Hampshire. Uh, but she still didn't win. Right. And now she's going to go to South Carolina. And here's the interesting thing. The South Carolina, they know her there. She was a governor there, and, and quite frankly, a, by all accounts, a pretty good governor and pretty conservative in a lot of her actions, maybe not all of them. But do you think that's because she was in a conservative state? That's kind of who elected her, and she had to kind of make sure she you know, went with the flow. What do you think? Well, I, I think there, it, there's a mix. Okay. There's a mix there. Right. Um, but the interesting thing is, and uh, let's see, this is highlighted in a... Uh, Fox News piece, uh, Howard Kurtz, you know, who's a, a kind of a, what would you call it, political critic on Fox. And and he brings up some interesting things about South Carolina. He said, how is it that a former two-term governor is trailing Trump by 20 or 30 points? The Trump juggernaut seems close to unstoppable. And then he says... Uh, the Republican Party was transformed by Trump and is even much more conservative uh, in her state than when Haley left office in 2017. Hmm. All right. And she claims she is going to do better than the 43% she won in New Hampshire. That's a tall order. Yeah. But then he gets into some interesting stuff, and that is... Um, that she doesn't have a lot of friends there politically. There's a reason, says this piece, that the governor, Henry McMaster, who has been her lieutenant governor, endorsed Trump. The House backbencher, who she picked for senator, Tim Scott, yeah. has endorsed Trump. And the congresswoman, whose career was threatened in 2022 until Haley endorsed her, uh-huh. Nancy Mace, right. has also <laughs> oh, endorsed man. Trump. That's 
Amazing. And and they say that, you know, or at least Howard Kurtz does and some of the other folks that are following this, that hmm. apparently she is burned some bridges yes, and has maybe forgotten some people who have helped her yeah. along the way. And um, that's a lot of folks who benefited from her who won't back her. Yeah. That's and, a and, lot. And that, that, to me, that tells you something. It and does, in yeah. polling, she's so far behind. And again, it's just a poll. We'll have to see when the actual event takes place. But yeah, you have to wonder. I mean, these are the people that know her best. Mm-hmm. And then her political folks, friends, supposed friends, right? And allies at one time that wow. know her best are not supporting her, but supporting Trump. I think it's interesting. There's a lot more to talk about coming up on The Bob Rose Show, 97.3 The Sky. Trump. I'm going to make this country so successful again, I'm not going to have time for retribution. Haley. I'm not going to pull out because somebody wants to be coronated. Sleepy Joe. I'm proud you have my back. Let me just say I'm honored. Have your back. The Sky is the station for election 2024. The most unbelievable election cycles. The latest breaking news. It is time for us to unite. This is a critical moment. Clean up a broken border. Scare the hell out of the terrorists. Your 2024 election headquarters. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. In any election year. We're all suffering a lot of political fatigue. Your voice matters. In my opinion, the political tribalism that's around today. That's broken up so many families, you know, and it's a shame. It really is. News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Look out. This could be a trap. Republicans, pay attention. I'm trying to help. It's 7.07 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Good morning and welcome. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. Yeah, one of your top stories is Mayorkas. Uh, two articles of impeachment. They passed. Now it'll go to a full House vote. Is it a trap? Hmm. Is it a trap? By the way, I want to get you in this habit. First thing in the morning when you wake up, you want to catch up on the latest news, etc. Just tell your smart speaker, play 97.3 The Sky, it's that easy. And let, uh, you know, Alexa help you out there a little oh, bit. So kind. Yeah, I'll plug in. Thanks. All right. Is it a trap? Is it a trap door? And what I mean by that is, think about it. And I'm going to ask Congresswoman Kat Kamek exactly this question in an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay, so stay tuned for that. Are you falling into a trap by impeaching Mayorkas? Because Mayorkas, as we know, is just a sycophant of Biden and right. his administration. He's right. just following their orders. He's a pawn. You know, you get rid of, uh, you know, one captain, uh, you know, and you put it, another one in his place, so to speak, right? Right. Well, that change what's going on at the border. Uh And we know, of course, it won't. And in fact, could it be a trap from this perspective? 
The Biden administration, do you think they're going to stand up and protect Mayorkas? When push really comes to shove, if it really does get to that point where you're moving toward, you know, mm-hmm. the, the entire impeachment proceeding type event, mm, nah. why, why would they? Nah. Why would they defend him? They don't care. It's collateral damage. Yeah, I know. He's a good little soldier, and he carried their message. But he is outliving his usefulness because he's found out to be exactly what he is, and he's a, a a liar. So if he's drawing fire, you let him you know, sac- be the sacrifice, and you put somebody else in there. You sacrifice him, yeah. and, oh, and as you're sacrificing him, yeah. you strap him down, you load him up with all the blame you can about the border. You heap in on him. So when he burns, when he goes down, it's almost like they'll try to push it as, and the media will help them, as like a clean slate. Like, yeah, we didn't realize, you know, what a lazy lying guy this guy was. And really, (laughs) all the border stuff, man, he was just not doing his job. And, and, you know, we're, we're happy to get rid of him. Now they won't say it that directly, but that'll kind of be the... That, that, that'll be their kind of part of their playbook. But wouldn't that tie into the way they pivoted, even now, where they're, they're saying, you know, we're trying to do what we can do, but we don't have the power or the money? It plays into that perfectly. Oh, look, the, the issue that you had the biggest issue was, was Mayorkas. It must have been a big issue because you went to the bother of trying to impeach him. So clearly, yeah, he's the guy. Blame him. Yep. Sacrifice him. Get rid of him. And then, while we're doing this reform bill that's all baloney yeah we'll get a we'll get a new person in there who will be even a a little bit better of a liar and it's easy to lie early on because the lying involves making promises Mm -hmm. all right uh and here's here's the spokesperson for the biden administration uh well she'll explain it If Speaker Johnson continues to believe, as President Biden and Republicans and Democrats in Congress do, that we have an imperative to act immediately on the border, he should give this administration the authority and funding we're requesting to secure the border. Wow. That's the big lie. That's baloney. It's it's just like, uh, you know, Obamacare. Uh, they'll promise you everything. They're lying. They'll say the cost will go down. It'll actually go up. They say they're going to secure the border if they're just given, you know, the money, uh, the resources to be able to do it. Well, then why did you undo what Trump already had put into place? That didn't take an act of Congress to do that. He did it via executive orders. You could do the same thing. In fact, I, 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 I just caught part of Juan Williams, you know, lefty, mm-hmm. you know, de- defender. And he's always so full of it. Um so it's interesting just to get his take to see, you know, just how bizarre their thinking is. And he said something along the lines of, well, well, Trump had it easy because he could use this COVID-related thing to keep people from coming through. He, right. he used that, as, right. and that, and that health issue doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's think about that for just a minute. If, if you want to try to rest on that kind of defense, are you saying... That there aren't any other health-related issues that are attached to the border. I know I've bored you with the fentanyl deaths, but that's a real health issue. So do we care about the health of the American people or not? And we know that COVID came uh, from Wuhan, from a lab. Right. And we know that tens of thousands of Chinese nationals have crossed our border. Yep. Now, what if those people have the next COVID 
embedded in them in some way, shape, or form, knowingly or unknowing to them. You mean Pandemic X? Yeah, that Disease one. X. Disease X, yeah, yeah. that one. Uh-huh. Yep. Wow. Um, so hmm. is that not a health issue or one that we should be concerned about? And then there's all the other national security issues on top of that. When it comes to terrorism, if they're attacking our, our troops, Hamas, Hezbollah, and, uh, and, and the Uthis and all that, are, oh, they could never get across our border, right? Is that yeah. your thinking? Well, that's bizarre because we know there's <laughs> there hundreds of thousands of oh, getaways. So goodness. it's ridiculous to think that somehow these people couldn't get in. So mm. just under a national security scenario... You should be able to secure the border. Right. Easily. And we know it can be done if they chose to do that. They're not. And it has absolutely nothing to do with funding of the border. So Corinne Jean-Pierre, she's carrying water for the Biden administration. Oh, my goodness. We get that. But this is all based on lies and baloney. And I pray and I hope that there's not some weak Republicans that go along with this fake bill. And I know the pressure's on. It's media pressure. It's political pressure. But it's not righteous pressure. In other words, it has nothing to do with curing the problem. So don't fall for it. Governor Rick Scott, former Governor Rick Scott, Senator Rick Scott, he is very strong against this border bill, as he should be. The Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines and Wayne, you're on the air. Yeah, Bob. Uh, it would be interesting for uh, Congress to just keep harping on all these reporters that say they need the resources, need the resources, to say, well, why don't we divert the resources that you're spending on busing and flying and housing and phoning and all the other things they're giving these people to the administrative law judges they need so they can go ahead and kick the ones out that are already here. Not that they would, but it's not a question of resources. We know they're lying. Just call them every dang time. And Yeah, and that would be a mechanism to maybe um, enlighten some of the American people that don't realize what this administration is doing and paying for and follow the money trail about who's getting tickets like, I don't know, in Somalia to fly here. Who's giving that out? We know it's branches of NGOs and uh, some are related to, um, to the United Nations. Donnie, you're on the air. Good morning, Bob. We're hearing all kinds of things about the Senate bill that supposedly isn't even written. Um, To me, I think it's a diversion. I think what we really need to keep our eye out for here is whether or not they grant these people a work permit. The people who have like a six-year wait until they're asylum here. If they're given work permits, that alleviates the strain on the cities. And these people, they're already probably never going to leave. But if they're working here and getting roots in the community, they will never have to leave. That's right. And is there some sort of work permitting that is mentioned somewhere in this bill? Well, we won't know until it's too late. They won't have time to effectively read this thing. That's by design. So I hope that the uh, the weak Republicans can maintain, the ones that are weak, can maintain a backbone and stand up against this thing. And, ta- and the media is going to uh, give you heat. The Democrats will give you heat. But you got to take it in this case. 716 on the Bob Rose Show. What's bugging you? Brought to you by Florida Pest Control is next. Call in now, 877-975-9825. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky.
What's bugging you? And I know I, I'm not speaking just for myself, but so many of other Americans out there. Get it off your chest now. We're not alone. 877 WSKY Talk. Brought to you by Florida Pest Control on 97.3 The Sky. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day, my friends. 8721, time for What's Bugging You? A chance for you to air it out. Uh, get it off your chest kind of a thing. It's brought to you by Florida Pest Control. The only bugs they can't control are litter bugs. 877-975-9825. And Jim, what's bugging you? When you talk to Cat uh, Kamek this morning, why don't you propose that they start a, a new office that would be more responsible than the FBI. The Office of National Integrity with full subpoena powers, the ability to uh, subpoena and arrest. Yeah, if there's a mechanism to do that, um, but remember, it would have to pass the House, the Senate, and ultimately not get vetoed by Joe Biden. Well... So yeah, it's, it, it might be, but to want that, to wish for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Well, let's go to Phil. What's bugging you? What's bugging me? Uh, I live in a uh, deed-restricted community with an architectural uh, review committee. And right now there's a legislation in the state that if you want, if they allow you to harden your roof by basically getting rid of the shingles, or with tiles and put a metal roof on, uh, an architectural committee cannot override whatever you do to harden your house for storm mitigation. And I hope they pass that thing because it's long overdue. Hmm, uh, yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. I mean, unless it's some sort of hideous, you know, four-story contraption type device, if it's just a regular roof that happens yeah. to be metal material, right? Yeah, give me a break. Those people, those HOAs, man, those people are drunk with power. They're really the insane. I've got nothing else to do with my life kind of people. I wouldn't have anything to do with them. How do you really feel, Mark? What's bugging you? <laughs> hey, good morning, Bob and Greg. What's bugging me is that the treasonous actions of the Biden administration are not being properly and promptly dealt with, and we all know the penalty for treason. We should only be taking in illegal alien asylum seekers from Mexico or Canada. If Chinese are showing up at the border, they are supposed to be applying to North Korea or Mongolia for asylum. America is rapidly (laughs) filling up with uh, individuals who will organize the actual forthcoming insurrection. That's what's bugging me. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, we we already have, uh, you know, a huge amount of drug dealing. We've got human... Uh, trafficking and the possibility that terrorists are coming in on a regular basis. 877-975-9825. Call in now to get on What's Bugging You. Brought to you by Florida Pest Control and Nostradamus. What's bugging you? Hey, good morning, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. What's bugging me is the border situation. You know, we, I read an article or saw an article from Bloomberg back in, in it was from December 19th, I believe. The previous 14 months, they made contact with 60,000 illegal immigrants coming in from China. That's in Bloomberg. And I read another article where 57,000 came in in 2023, up from 27,000 in 2022 coming from China alone. Now we're over there in the Middle East. We're going to destabilize that region again. We've already had 10 uh, military people killed, soldiers and Navy SEALs and uh, uh, the, the Night Stalkers. 
five of them killed just since October 7th. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, well, we're going to get into that a little bit further as we go along about what actions we should or shouldn't take. Crystal, what's bugging you? Well, I have a six-year-old in uh, first grade at a, in a Alachua County school, and he just got in trouble for making finger guns in music class. Um, the, the teacher sent me an email and said that they could have done uh, more severe measures, but they were giving him another chance. And um, it just bugging me in light of the fact that the same government that runs our schools and my child has been in foster care and not able to learn how to read. I just adopted him. And um, they're concerned about the finger guns, but not really that he can't read. Oh, and boy. then when he turns 18, the government can send him to Jordan to be killed with a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that an yeah. interesting little uh, dynamic there? Yeah. Priorities, mm-hmm. priorities. Uh, good luck with that. Paul, what's bugging you? Hi, uh, Greg and uh, Bob. The uh, migrants are going to be employed by the uh, uh, Democrat Party to uh, join BLM and Antifa, and then we're going to get a replay of the 2020 Summer of Love Mm -hmm. insurrection, burnings, murders, and everything. They're they're the perfect perfect, uh, stormtroopers that the uh, Democrat Party is going to use in uh, probably September, October next year, this year. Hmm. Well, that that really could be quite uh, insightful. And would that sort of follow through with kind of the Obama vision that he had about a, kind of a citizen's army or whatever, mm-hmm. if you will? Uh, think about it. Wreaking havoc, doing the bidding. Hey, you want to be on the dole? Yeah, you, uh, you're going to kind of follow our orders. And, and think about the organizational skills that they've had already. And we've seen through BLM, there's right. other organizations. The Democratic Party, uh, their ties with unions and all these things. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and remember, Obama was a community, quote unquote, organizer. Yes, he was. So you, you have to wonder, I wonder how much influence he still may have over uh, the day-to-day business. You know, you know what it sounds kind of like? House. The analogy that just hit me in the head when he was talking about that is I ran... And all these little groups. Well, oh, they, we, 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 hand, we, they're doing their own thing. We just, you know, we may help them out a little bit, you know, some arms or whatever. But we're not doing anything. But, but internally, domestically, they may be actually following the Iran model. Exactly. The disruption by yep. disparate groups being, you know, paid. But the Democrats go, hey, we're, we're not doing anything. We're not responsible. No. That's not us. Uh-huh. I like what you're saying. Mm, sadly. All right. Yeah, sadly. Regrettably. Thanks for participating. What's bugging you? Brought to you by Florida Pest Control. And don't go away. Coming up at 8.05, we're going to ask Congresswoman Kat Kamek about the border bill, about Mayorkas impeachment. Are they falling for a trap? We'll talk about all of that coming up on News Talk 97.3, The Sky. New on the sky, Glenn Beck, right after the Bob Rose Show. On North Central Florida's talk leader, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton at noon. The Dana Show at night. New shows and more news now on News Talk 97.3, The Sky.
Good morning and welcome at 735 Time Check, brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. It's the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. Thank you so much for tuning in, supporting what we do. And follow The Sky, never miss a minute. Go to thesky973.com slash follow or download the Odyssey app. You'll never miss a minute of the show, podcast, interviews, and more. Speaking of which, coming up at 8.05, Congresswoman Kat Kamek. We want to talk uh, to her a couple of specific things, and we'll go from there, but... Uh, Mayorkas, the impeachment, and this whole border baloney bill, which, of course, the left is very good at positioning it of like, hey, Republicans, why wouldn't you sign off on it? You wanted border reform. You've, you've <laughs> cried for border reform. Wow. Now, now we're giving it to you. No, what we've cried for, what we demanded, what this country needs uh, for security uh, to slow down the drug trade and human trafficking trade, we need secure borders. Secure borders. Not not comprehensive border reform, yes. Down the road, we need that. Here's the analogy I've done. I'll do it again for you. Just take a step back and be a logical human being. If you owned a house and your wife was complaining about the condition of the furniture, the carpet, and some other accoutrements around the house that you haven't kept up to date, and it is time, and she has a great point. But at the same time, you realize there's a gigantic hole in the roof. What idiot would go out to rooms to go and load up on furniture because there's no interest for three years and (laughs) fill up their house and put in new carpet and tile and and you're like, wow, man, the house looks brand new because it kind of is on the inside. But look, Bob, look in the sky. What is that? Water continually dripping into the home, eroding, destroying everything that you just put in there. Folks, the border is the hole in the roof. Yeah. The security has to come before the arrangement of the furniture. Period. Period. Feel free to use that analogy to send a small donation. I was going to say in the form of donuts, but I'm trying to be good. Trying. But anyway, um, yeah, feel free to use that. And this border thing now, it's morphing into, I, I fear, a trap. Hmm. A trap. you you got to admit, the left, they're masters of deception. Because, see, here, here's the deal. If you have a good idea, you don't have to lie to people about it. it you know, if Obamacare was a great deal, they wouldn't have lied and oh. said you can keep your... Uh, your current insurance and your your doctor, if you like them. They wouldn't have lied about that. They wouldn't right. have lied that it's going to cost you $2,500 more, but they were lying, say, you would save $2,500, average family of four. These are all lies that were told because people aren't going to accept or vote for the things that the left is offering up if they're told the truth. And that's another kind of a slap in the face that if you vote Democrat, you know you know that they really think you're a dummy, Right. The, the left, the oh, powers yeah. that be, you know, do. the Schumers and Schiffs of the world, they think you're blubbering idiots and you'll just continue to vote for them uh, forever and that you believe them and they can sell you anything. And the media, they do the same thing. They think that especially, especially, well, they think both sides are stupid in terms of the voters on mm-hmm. the ground level, right. the, the people, the little people. Yeah. Yeah. The mainstream media. Uh, First of all, you're stupid, so the government has to tell you what to do. They, and they really believe that. The government knows what's best. Can you imagine if our founding fathers were able to come back and visit oh my planet Earth and the U.S. specifically and see 
in some ways, they would have tears in their eyes about how proud they are that we had grown into a superpower and a true melting pot for the world that stands for freedom and opportunity. They would be so proud. But then, as they get like this, um, you know, Christmas time Dickens type thing where they travel, you know, mm-hmm. uh, through time and space, and they visit the border. Oh, my Current goodness. day border. And they see what's going on that their country, that so many of their brothers yeah. died yeah. Uh, to help give us our freedom from England, that. They're letting people run roughshod over our borders. What would they think? What would they think about the behemoth, the size that our government represents? Well, it's a shame they didn't warn us to keep it small and simple. They warned us about not letting government grow large. Yep. They, they warned us about a centralized banking system. They warned mm-hmm. us about a lot of these things. And remember, in their mindset... Government wasn't there to tell you what to do. Government's main objective was to preserve, care for, and protect your rights, Mm -hmm. especially individual rights. Government was supposed to be set up to, first and foremost, protect those things, not tell you which ones you get, how much of each right or freedom that you get or you deserve. Um. They're there to preserve that. And as far as economically, they're there to preserve what already is the American way, and that is just present opportunity. When human beings are given opportunity, they will flourish. But now they're in the game of picking winners and losers and deciding who deserves opportunities and who doesn't. And, by the way, in some ways you could say, okay, the left, they don't bother with the opportunities because, well, then the onus is on you to actually put in the work. When they can circumvent and short-circuit that system and just give you something. Give you something. It's called enslavement. Yeah. You're attached to the government, say, via check. Or you believe and follow the government that tells you, you've been mistreated because of the color of your skin. And you deserve better. And we're here to help you. And they pretend to help. Mm -hmm. But all they do is hold you down and hold you back. They never really actually do anything. Then along comes Donald Trump, the pasty white boy that they tried to call a racist and made sure that historically black colleges were funding to levels they'd never seen before. That unemployment rates for blacks became at their lowest level ever under Donald J. Trump. He did this opportunity zones that you never, ever, ever hear the mainstream media talk about because it was such a great opportunity for socioeconomically stressed communities around the nation, including those with minorities, black and brown. They'll never tell you about that. So wouldn't that be interesting, really, through the eyes of the founding fathers? Now, maybe somebody has already done this, and I apologize that I'm not familiar with it, but wouldn't it be great to do it, kind of like a Charles Mm -hmm. Dickens-type novel, Bah Humbug, and show Scrooge the way to enlightenment? Wow. Ebenezer Scrooge! This is the ghost of your future. And do it kind of in that sort of a format where they take the founding fathers, a couple of them, three, four, all right? Hamilton, Jefferson, Washington, Franklin. Take them and show them 
what's become of their nation and look at it through their eyes. Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be interesting? What a huge history oh lesson goodness. you could make it. Yes, you could still make it compelling, dramatic, entertaining, and at times comedic. Mm-hmm. Especially with Ben Franklin. Apparently oh he was uh, yes. <laughs> he was the he was the uh, probably the prankster in the group. He there. was the party, yeah. He's oh, the guy yeah. that brought the party. Uh-huh. Wouldn't that be something? And if you could see it wow. through their eyes, what would you think? How can you possibly defend what the Biden administration has mm-hmm. done with the borders? No, no. And and then and then they would look at trade and they'd say, "Why are you propping up financially a communist regime? Why are you doing that?" Oh, we understand maybe extending the olive branch in 1972 and maybe Richard Nixon and others mm-hmm. thought they were onto a good idea. But after a certain passage of time, you have to realize that, oh, these people might like uh, Coca-Cola and Levi's, but that doesn't mean that their government is going to be any less restrictive toward their behavior. And think about what they would ponder as they saw our veterans being ignored while illegals are being taken care of. Yeah, kicked out of shelters yeah. to place people who broke uh, laws Together. to get here. Yes. Oh. Just uh, a little food for thought mm. as we get closer to talking to Congresswoman Kat Kamek coming up at 8.05. And I fear that the Republicans could be falling into a trap. You make Mayorkas the straw man and just say all the border issues that people are concerned about is going to leave with Mayorkas when he leaves office and the Democrats would get a clean slate and then they put somebody else in there that's better at pretending that the border is secure and they will make false promises once again because they are the party of deception they are the deceivers and you know where you know the master of deceiving is hail and that'll mm-hmm. be plantation Beelzebub it's Beelzebub on the border yes Beelzebub is in the border bill Ugh. Because the devil's in the details. Absolutely. I didn't make that one up. Mm-mm. 7.45 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. So much more on the way. News Talk, 97.3 The Sky. If the DOJ doesn't move on this, then you got to start impeaching. Now, 10 p.m. night. And all of a sudden, 24 becomes not just about the end of America, but also like the end of all the systems that would protect us from all the people who would weaponize them further. On 97.3, the sky. So you're better than even you think you are, Greg. It's amazing sometimes. Tip of the hat to you, my friend. You. you are awesome. And I appreciate you. Aw, shucks. And I'm not just saying that because your mom's listening. Well, that's true. About, about time she's up, right? Eh, you never know. Mop the floor, Mom. Come on. You know what you promised Greg. Yeah. He washed your car yesterday. Yes, I See? did. See? I could just throw that out there and probably have a 50-50 shot of being right. It's true, yeah. I washed the car, yes. It's 7.51. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy here, of course. And uh, it is a happy hump day, Trump day. And more on Trump coming up, including the E. Jean Carroll verdict a ridiculous spot that she did with Rachel Maddow on MSNBC, and then how apparently the folks in South Carolina might not really give a hoot. Details on all that coming your way. But first, let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. And Chris, good morning. Good morning. I got a twist on your Christmas Carol analogy. Zuckerberg is Scrooge character, and the forefathers are the ghosts of freedom, past, present, and future. Wouldn't that be something to open his eyes? Wow. Hmm, I, I love what you're doing there. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, 
not specifically with Zuckerberg, but that that's right. a good one. Maybe and maybe Bill Gates would be in there because when we talk about the founding fathers, they were men of vision. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know your lefty friends are go, yeah, they owned slaves. They were old white men. They say. Remember, the Declaration of Independence, the call to action, included that all men are created equal. Now, unfortunately, they may have underestimated, uh, Jefferson didn't because he knew men by nature, left unchecked, become greedy, can become evil. He said that. But they must have underestimated the amount of greed that was involved Mm -hmm. in uh, prohibiting or doing away with or abolishing the idea of slavery. But that was in their vision. It's completely unfortunate that it took so long and a civil war. I agree with all of that. But it was part of their original vision, and it has completely come to fruition. It's too bad that whole lineage, if you will, that whole um, historical line didn't stop right after we all absorbed the great knowledge from Martin Luther King Jr. that we should be judged by the content of our character, not by the color of our skin, only to find out that decades later, people are trying to undo and reverse that. And it's not the Klan. No. It's not the Klan that's telling us we should judge each other by the color of our skin. It's some of the most supposedly learned people. Isn't that kooky? Yeah, so that this whole theme, in case you're just joining us, was, you know, I had an idea about showing the founding fathers how far we've come and the positive stuff, but also show them things like our current situation and the border, for instance, and the people that are running roughshod over it. Um, and yeah, and then as the caller mentioned, maybe using that idea of ghost of past and present and future mm-hmm. could be used on people like Zuckerberg like Bill Gates and others, to say, your vision of the future, here's what it looks like. Oh, yeah. Because if you're a visionary, you want to put things in place that you may not be fortunate enough to live long enough to see. If you really do really good, say, architecture landscaping on on a big scale, on a large commercial scale, you you build those things... For the like the 10, 20, 50 year mark, right. how it fills in. They have that vision. Yep. Here's what it'll look like years from now, this legacy we're leaving behind. If left unfettered, what would that vision of the globalists, the oh. leftists, those kinds of people, the Bill Gates, the Zuckerbergs, what ultimately would we have? We've already gotten a glimpse of it. We got a peak of it. And you know what it is? Every major Democrat-run city in the United States, that is your peak, your glimpse of the future. Democrats in power for decades. Have those cities, have they gone in the right direction? No. People have moved out. Some parts of cities are burned, looted all the time. Baltimore. Yeah. Detroit, where I came from. Oh, my gosh. Their decline in population began decades ago, never recovered. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. This is a vision. This is a, a, a piece of what the future holds. Think about it. If leftists are left unfettered, what they will ultimately bring you versus the vision of the founding fathers. Yes, it might not have started the way that they wanted it to with all men being created equal, but eventually it grew into that. 
Too bad it took so long, but still, the vision they had remains. What is the vision of a Joe Biden? Oh my what, what what is the vision of the Zuckerbergs and the Bill Gates of the world? Not and really. what, what would the world look like? What will the world look like that we might not live to see, but if we care about our kids and our grandkids mm. and the legacy that we leave behind, think about that. Think about that. Wow. Coming up, back to the present day in the real world as we speak with Congresswoman Kat Kamek. That is coming up next on The Bob Rose Show. And make sure you follow us on the sky973.com slash follow or download the Odyssey app and then you won't miss anything. And did I mention it's free? You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. America stands with our ally Israel. War. The battle for the future of the Middle East. The fight against terrorism in Israel. There's no justification for terrorism. Get breaking news on the sky. The hostages released. From the river to the sea means there is no Israel. Hear about it first. A ceasefire would be a benefit to Hamas. Rape pregnant women. That's who Hamas is. Attacks on American personnel. Backed by Iran. Talk about it now. We have a lot of things to say. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. When you need to know... It's the worst illegal immigration in our nation's history. Calling for the genocide of Jews. Let's continue to make Florida the envy of the nation. You need the sky. Download the Odyssey app. Everywhere. I can get all my news... News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Good morning and welcome. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. It is 8.07. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always Yes! third hour of our get-together. It's the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Lots of issues related to the border and I want to get right to it. So joining us now is Congresswoman Kat Kamek. Um, good morning, Kat. How are you today? Good morning, Bob. Can you do me a favor and check on Greg? Is he okay this morning? <laughs> uh, I, he's been sniffing mold and I told oh. him that is not good for you. I don't know what's going on, but we'll uh, we'll try to get him some kind of uh, antibiotics Thank or something. Um but thanks for your concern, Kat. <laughs> uh, uh, serious nature, you got the border. We're going to get to that. But first, something that very closely relates to the border and the importance of having some border security. You've introduced something about human trafficking. It's awareness training. Well, I don't want to take all your thunder, but tell us what is it's about. I can tell folks that you've got great support, even from other uh, uh, Floridians in Congress, Byron Donalds and Mike Waltz. So tell us about this. Yeah, you know, it's pretty crazy that in 2024, we still see modern day slavery, you know, and and it's happening in every community in America. And certainly in Gainesville, we've seen some of the stories, a lot of the the different work that has been done by groups in the community trying to tackle this. But the thing that is always pretty stunning to me is our first responders and the lack of a coordinated training effort um, to really, really get them in line with a lot of the state and national efforts to combat human trafficking. And so when you have departments that are just so pressed for resources, you know, and, and, you know, Lachua County, Gainesville uh, PD is a great example where we are seeing, you know, double-digit shortages of manpower, this is just another way that we can put more resources into these departments to help combat human trafficking. So this, this provides resources for local departments, to really do the identification training, but then also to streamline the processing because there's not a tremendous amount of assistance or resources for victims. And, you know, we had a case in Gainesville specifically where 
Um, it was a clear-cut case of human trafficking, uh, but because of a lack of resources and coordination, the guy got off on a racketeering charge. Mm. So, you know, these are these are really important things as folks are trying to build a case um, against the human traffickers. And so we've got to have every link in the chain really educated and aware of how to identify and how to support victims and go after these horrible, horrible people who engage in trafficking. So we're excited about it. It's a great piece of legislation. January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And uh, at risk of sounding like uh, the the posters that you see in the airport, if you see something, say something. Yeah, absolutely. And identifying uh, uh, an issue like that can be difficult. There's sensitivities, and you you can't uh, you know based on how somebody looks, say are are they involved? Are they being held captive? So we have to get past that part of it and say that's why we need training to help to effectively identify situations and scenarios that could be part of human trafficking. So I I think that's great. I don't see any reason why anybody would not uh, be in support of it. So let's move forward to Mayorkas. Uh, The impeachment process has moved a step forward. The whole House will get to vote on these two articles. And I'm concerned that this could be a trap where the Democrats kind of sacrifice Mayorkas, pile all the immigration issues on him, and then try to start over, theoretically, with a clean slate and somebody new who could just maybe lie a little better. You know, that's always the risk. And, of course, you know, you've heard you've heard me talk about, you know, how I had a, a meeting with Mayorkas and a couple of other members of Congress, and he said, I, listen, I know you guys are wanting to impeach me, but you're not going to like who comes next. And when I asked him if that was a threat and he just smiled, you know, that right there tells you that they're really thinking long and hard about how they're going to keep an open border policy going, despite who's in that Mm -hmm. role as as Secretary of Homeland Security. And so, uh, you know, at the time I was, you know, thinking, like, who could it be? Is it going to be Susan Rice? Is it, you know, who who could this person be? And quite frankly, it doesn't matter. It does. Because no matter who it is, they're going to work actively to evade the laws as they are on the books in order to achieve their political agenda, which is to get as many people across the border and into our country where they can then take and and strip fundamental elements of our voting um, requirements like, I don't know, citizenship and, you know, uh, photo ID, things like that, um, because it's all about dependency and control. They want to win elections, and this is all it's ever been about. I mean, when did we ever think that this behavior of an open border would be acceptable? And then when you read the statistics about the fentanyl overdoses, uh, the sexual slavery stuff that you're uh, also focused on, uh, and and terrorism that still exists around the globe, and our soldiers being attacked in, in the Middle East, and these groups are funded by Iran, we're getting, it's, it's heating up between us and Iran, what's to keep them from sending or already have sent teams of trained soldier types that could do harm into the interior of our nation. Isn't this a matter of national security? Oh, well, of course. I mean, and and anyone with, you know, uh, two brain cells can say or see this is a national security issue. For the people who are out there saying, oh, you know, this is, you know, Republicans are being racist or cruel or whatever. No, this is a national security issue. And Obama, when he was in the in the White House, even his own Secretary of Homeland Security said that 4,000 a day was considered a crisis. You lost operational control of the border. And now we're seeing upwards of 13,000, 15,000 a day. We have totally lost operational control. 
You think about the people on the international suspected terrorist watch list who have been encountered, but because of the policies of the Biden administration, if they are um, given a 1023 um, field interview, that information then goes to the FBI, who then redacts everything. And then the between DHS and FBI, they're sitting there having a, uh, you know, a back and forth about who is responsible for reporting this information to Congress. In the meantime, those individuals are released into the United States, mm-hmm. into the interior. Mm-hmm. And the Biden administration calls it paroling into the United States. It's just another word for catch and release. And we have no clue where these people are. So there's going to be some pretty damning um, IG reports from the DHS coming out here in the next few months. But in the meantime, certainly we can anticipate that Alejandro Mayorkas will be impeached. The Senate won't won't pick it up. But we need to send a message. And more importantly, we need to take all of the work from the investigation on Mayorkas and push that out into the public sphere so people can really understand how the Biden administration has willfully, willfully, with intention, neglected the, the laws that are currently on the book, books. They have created a massive human trafficking, humanitarian, public health, and national security crisis. Absolutely agree with that. All right, so I guess you're going to support this big immigration reform bill because the Hill said this is the closest a GOP's ever ever gotten to what they want, which you and I both know is not true. So what's your take on the, uh, well, what you know about the current bill? Well, what I know of the current bill, and keep in mind there hasn't been any text mm-hmm. produced yet, so I'm always I'm always pretty suspect when when they're talking at length about a piece of legislation without any context of actual bill text. Uh, one of the top line issues that I saw in there was that there was five thousand, uh, a cap of five thousand, and they're toting that as border security. That's laughable. That's a joke. Five thousand a day, give me a break. That's one hundred and fifty thousand illegals every single month. Still unsustainable. Still no vetting. No, we need to secure the border. I don't know why this is so hard for people to understand. Secure the damn border. That is got to be the priority. And for all other attempts beyond that, the immigration reform, the asylum, all that. That needs to be bifurcated. That needs to be taken and set into a separate package where we can have those fights. Everyone, Republicans and Democrats, should be fully on board with securing our borders. I mean, you take an oath to defend the United States. This is basic 101 type stuff. So I I am uncommitted at this point in time. And I know that the left is going to say, oh, Republicans aren't serious about border security. Well, when you hand me a crap sandwich and then call it, you know, uh, a BLT. No, it's just a crap sandwich. You know, it. yes, it's a sandwich, but it's not a good one, and it's not good for you. So, nothing, that's, no, you agree or disagree, nothing will change at the border until Biden is gone. Agree or disagree? Agree. Agree. Thank you. Congresswoman Kat Kamek, we <laughs> always appreciate it. Let's stay in touch like we always do. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. All right. You too. 816 on the Bob Rose Show. We've got a lot more to talk about. We have the uh, Ag Commissioner, Florida State Ag Commissioner, Wilton Simpson. He's coming on uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. And uh, there's ag issues that also relate to uh, security as well. And uh, he's a big champion of that, too. So we've got lots to talk about. It's all on the way on the Happy Hump Day, Trump Day version of the Bob Rose Show. Along with Greg Cassidy on 97.3 The Sky. Afternoons at 3. The story of Florida is phenomenal. Sean Hannity. No state income tax, better infrastructure, and their budget is less than half of that of New York State. How is that even possible? On 97.3 The Sky. 
Good morning and welcome. It's 820. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. It's the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Morning, Greg. Good morning. So, I think the president, I know this is going to come as a shock, I think he may be confused. What? Well, his his numbers, his polling numbers are way, way down. Right. His his uh, approval numbers are way, way down. Right. The squad is upset with him, and so are these all these pro-Hamas, <laughs> pro-Palestinian uh, uh, so-called college kids or whatever right. that are raising Cain and, and holding their protests and all that. So uh, as an effort to, to kind of reach out, maybe he feels like he's been a little bit too much pro-Israel. Right. And... Um, so apparently he's talked to his staff, and he's so glad that there is a two-state solution. And apparently, yeah. he's going to go uh, visit East Palestine to maybe you know try to show that he's you know he's not taking sides per se. Does he not realize that's the wrong one? No, he doesn't. That's my point. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It happened. You know what? He was pointing. Yeah. Like which way do I go off stage? Yes. And he was pointing. <laughs> Toward East Palestine, mm-hmm. and they're like, no, uh, no, there is no East Palestine in the Middle East. So this is the side of that train accident a year ago in a town that voted for Trump. Maybe and now maybe, showing up? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. this is symbolism of another sort. Explain. If you look at his administration, one could say it's one giant train wreck. <laughs> so by going to the site of an actual train wreck, perhaps it will take some wow. of the eyes off of his mess of an administration. And he can say he went and talked to the Palestinians. Yeah. Wow. I think Omar would buy it. Oh, my right? goodness. The squad, they're a mess. Here's the real story. Okay. President Biden will travel next month to East Palestine. Ohio. Okay. Roughly a year after a train derailment spilled toxic chemicals into the community, Biden will meet with residents affected, the ones that are still alive. Or care. Yeah. He's coming by. Uh, Affected by the Norfolk Southern train derailment occurred February 3rd, 2023, according to White House official. No specific date given, but it fulfills the president's pledge Mm -hmm. last March to visit the area at some point. Well, that's kind of right up there with we're going to retaliate against Iran at some point. At some point. Yeah, I yeah. think I think there might have been a memo that said something to the effect of, hey, let's wait till the really angry, really sick people are kind of dead or incapacitated before uh-huh. we visit there because we don't want to really hear any flack. Because they don't really like him anyway. Is uh, little Pete going with him, wearing his oh, big boy God. pants? Didn't he swing by there for a quick trip? Swing? Uh, Interesting like, term, possible. Well, yeah. Already a slip, I'm sure. Nah, he pulled himself away from breastfeeding his children, and oh, uh, what a guy! He showed up eventually. The White House has repeatedly emphasized that Environmental Protection Agency officials were on the ground within hours. The White House wanted to make sure you knew the EPA was there on top of it. Okay, right. Uh, yeah. But where was he? Sleepy Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Biden issued an executive order, though, directing uh, Norfolk Southern to be held accountable. And address any long-term cleanup efforts. The president last September issued a separate executive order calling for the appointment of a dedicated coordinator uh, coordinator for long-term recovery efforts in the community. Hmm. So, yeah, a visit to East Palestine. I got to check all the boxes. It's like, uh, 
It's not yeah. what you're thinking, Mr. President. No, no. Let's go to the uh, D- D- uh, Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines and talk to Mark. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Bob and Greg. Uh, thanks for your coverage on Biden. He's going to go to East Palestine a year after the issue. I don't know if you recall, but way back in early 2021, when Texas froze over, Biden did a trip like three days after all the snow and ice melted to assess the situation. So that's kind of what we're dealing with here as our president. How, how did that How did that green, green energy uh, and windmills work out when they had that Arctic blast blow into Texas? Mm, didn't work so, out so well. so well. At a time though. when the greatest amount of energy was probably needed to, I don't know, heat homes that hadn't been that cold in decades, <gasps> those old windmills will help you. Out, not, oh, this time. Well, don't worry. Just sit in your electric car and get warm. Oh, you don't have electricity for that either. Interesting. Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines again. This time it's Tom. You're on the air. Hey, I've got a theory, Bob and Greg, that Biden will not retaliate hard against Iran because he knows or his his staff knows that so many undercover or whatever Iranian guards have come over the border. They're in our country. They've infiltrated us. And until this election happens, if he were to do anything significant to Iran, they could start blowing things up, and that would really hurt his chances of re-election. And I think they're scared by the people they don't know who've come into this country. Anyway, love hmm. to hear your comments. Thank you, guys. I, I think that's um, an interesting perspective, and there could be some validity to it. But let me turn this around on you. And, and I have to give some credit to Laura Ingram because she kind of made me think about it. You get some of these little uh, chicken hawks running around. Lindsey yep. Graham's a great one, you know, uh-huh. small man's complex on uh, yeah, steroids. And uh, well, maybe it should be on steroids. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's all these tough guys are going bomb, 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 Iran, uh-huh. and which <clears throat> they don't have the rights to. That's a Beach Boys song. Yeah. But, and we talked about that when? Oh, I don't know, 1979. Remember that? Mm, Remember the yeah. Carter administration? Remember oh, the hostages? Remember that? That was yeah, a mess. That, that's Iran. That's. That's when they took over with this current-type regime. And we haven't effectively dealt with them since, save for some Ronald Reagan stuff, save for a couple of things that Trump did. But here, here's the question, and I'll kind of leave it hanging there, and it is, do we really want to engage further at a greater level with Iran as long as Joe Biden is the commander-in-chief. Remember leaving Afghanistan? Mm, oh, yeah. So let's pause. Let's think about it. Okay. You can stop thinking now. Okay, good. It's 828 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. And you know you can get your uh, this show on your Alexa. Get in the habit first thing in the morning. Catch up on the latest news. When you get up, tell your smart speaker. Play 97.3 The Sky. It's so easy to- that's Linda Ronstadt. You're stealing, use everybody. Those You're stealing everybody's songs, Bob. Oh, I have a plagiarism story. It's another one from Harvard. Ooh. Speaking of that, yes. that's next on 97.3 The Sky. Trump.
We're going to make this country so successful again. I'm not going to have time for retribution. Haley. I'm not going to pull out because somebody wants to be coronated. Sleepy Joe. I'm proud you have my back. Let me just say I'm honored to have your back. The Sky is the station for election 2024. The most unbelievable election cycles. The latest breaking news. It is time for us to unite. This is a critical moment. Clean up a broken border. Scare the hell out of the terrorists. Your 2024 election headquarters. News Talk 97.3. It is 8.35. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Morning, Greg. Good morning. Man, oh man, it has been a busy morning and will continue to be such as, coming up at 9.05, Florida Ag Commissioner Wilton Simpson is going to join us. And he's been a, uh, a regular guest because ag is one of the most important things we do in a sunshine state. And uh, he also has a program where we can keep uh, the Sunshine State Green, both through maintaining family farms for the long, long haul, I mean, infinity, and also just lands in general, recharge areas. I'll let him explain it, but it's, it's a great program. We need to spread the word on that because I, we've all probably seen it. Are you on any, uh, like, uh, things on the, the Internet, like people that travel? I, I'm on one where, you know, RV parks or whatever, things like that. And it's kind of an ongoing thing about the people that already live here are concerned about just mowing over the beauty of the Sunshine State and just build buildings on top of buildings and too many people living here. And it's a legitimate concern. And I know it's easy. Hey, I moved here, got my piece of paradise now. You know, screw the rest of you. Um, and maybe that's not fair. And it certainly isn't fair if somebody has, you know, spent their life acquiring some uh, amount of land or something like that and for us to say, well, uh, you can't develop it because we don't want any neighbors. I mean, that's not the American way either. That's destroying private property rights. So I'm, I'm going to kind of go down uh, that path with him a little bit. I mean, he's got a great program, all right? And uh, I don't see how anybody could be against It's called the Rule and Family Lands Program. And then another thing that I want to address, and, and I have to try to do it in a brief way because we have limited time with him. But do you remember various news stories that have come along and, and really over the last two, three years, I've seen more of it. And that is, do we have acts of terrorism taking place in our food industry? You know, you've seen where food processing plants have been destroyed by fire. There's a cattle ranch that was one of the biggest that um, there was a lot of destruction, dead animals there. Um, That baby formula shortage. And so my question to him will be, are we doing an effective job of screening uh, some of these workers? And, and, and that's not all necessarily just, you know, screening uh, illegals or just screening green card holders or whatever the case may be, but just kind of in general. Is that on the radar for our ag commissioner? You know what? I'll bet you it is. And I'll bet you um, he'll have a good answer for it. He's one of those guys. He is all over everything. So stay tuned for that. It's important. Like I said, it's very important uh, for the economy of Florida. It's important for us, too, because uh, food is critical. Without it, you don't have life. And, you know, to have affordable prices is obviously clearly important as well. If the left has their way, well, we'll leave some for the interview. So here's something I wanted to touch on, because... I'm sorry that I I laugh about it, but to me it's so ironically hilarious. 
and embarrassing all at the same time. Harvard University's chief diversity and inclusion officer has been hit with dozens of plagiarism allegations tied to her academic work. Let me be clear. This is not the story about the president of Harvard who was accused of at least 40 examples of plagiarism. This is not this is not Claudine Gay. If you think you oh Bob's talking about old news. No, I'm not. This is new. But yes, it is still somebody from Harvard. It's still somebody in a position of authority, chief diversity and inclusion officer at Harvard. And 40 examples of alleged plagiarism have been presented um, dating back to 2009. That's even a decade before she joined Harvard. The allegations include failing to properly cite other scholars' work. And in the scholarly world, that is like treasonous, okay? And not referencing them in footnotes. And this, of course, comes right on the, uh, the tail of the whole university president, Claudine Gay, resigning from her position, all right. Now, she wasn't just involved in a plagiarism uh, uh, things, but also that whole scandal of her, how she handled or really refused to handle anti-Semitism on campus. And, and here's another part of the irony here. You're, you're chief diversity and inclusion officer, but you lack your own personal thought diversity. In other words... You cannot come out with your own unique thoughts, unique information that you have to copy someone else's work because you lack what the critical thinking, you lack the imagination, you lack the creativity to use your own words. Yes, that's what happens when you take a school of higher learning that is meant to expand and open minds and open ways of thinking. This is how you solve problems. This is how you make advances socially, in science, in mathematics. Open mind, different way to look at it. The diversity of thought is the diversity needs to be protected, not the color of people's skin. So think about that. She's a victim of... The, uh, their own narrow-mindedness that college campuses are promoting. That is, you better stay within the confines of our leftist Marcus, Marxist ideals. America's bad, America's wrong, America's evil, America's corrupt, America's greedy. We're not, we're not good. That kind of attitude. And if you disagree with us, you will be shut down. You will be shut up. Same thing goes for climate change. Obama said the science is settled. Yeah, right. Which is the most completely unscientific thing that could ever be uttered. I know. Uh, um, and like him or not, he's not a dummy. But, oh, he knows what he's saying. But, but you say the science is settled. Yeah, right. The idea of science is... Is that it's never settled. Mm-hmm. It, then it, 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 it no longer is science. Once it's settled, right? All right. So I thought it's interesting that you're the chief of diversity, 
but you don't actually possess enough diversity in your own thought to use your own words and have to plagiarize. That's a little crazy. Hey, quick uh, traffic note here. Marion County, it's I-75 North. The ramp right there is State Road 326. That's exit 358. That uh, off-ramp is closed as of a couple minutes ago due to an accident. So you may have to uh, either get off a little early or you're not going to be able to get off there. So just be aware of it. Picture, if you will, the commander-in-chief, uno numero, number one, President Biden, Mm -hmm. landing at an airport in Florida. Okay. He's the the big guy, right? I mean, literally. That'd be Air Force One. He's the big guy. Air Force One coming out. That's a big deal. It's the most amazing plane pretty much in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. But it's a 747. Yeah. And if size matters, yeah. there was a plane already parked there oh, no. that just happens to be a 757. And unlike the markings of Air Force One, mm, this is uh, not discreet when yeah. the huge letters on the body of the plane are T-R-U-M-P. Oh, man. Making it a happy hump day, Trump day. Biden lands, and all he could see was Trump's <laughs> plane already parked there. And, and VIP parking, uh, well, and probably you know. taking the parking spot of Joe Biden. Probably so. <laughs> and and we hope he'll also take his parking spot at the White House. Mm-hmm. And his less seat. than a year from now. Yeah, you gotta. It really is worth looking up just so you'll chuckle a little bit to yourself. Yeah, yeah. And the president, former president, I should say. Yeah, Trump is on a roll. A uh, recent poll came out of South Carolina, and in this poll, he leads. Nikki Haley by 35 points in her own backyard. Wow. He's landing that Trump train plane in South Carolina. And there might not be a parking spot for her. She needs to have a great showing in South Carolina. First of all, if we're being honest, she should already have stepped aside. But she won't. There's big money still behind her. Uh, never Trumpers and Dems and moderates still supporting her. And you've got people that are, you know, yakety yak surrounding you, barking that you need to stay in the race because, well, their paycheck hinges on it. But South Carolina, I would think to me, if she does not have a great showing in South Carolina, it would be extremely foolish for her to carry on because she's beginning to it. Attack Trump in a way that is definitely going to decimate or maybe even destroy her political future. And she's playing into the hands of Democrats when she talks about uh, former President Trump's, uh, when she talks about his mental aptitude versus what? Biden? You can have similarity in age and you can have great dissimilarity in ability and critical thinking. But who is ever writing her stuff maybe isn't critically thinking very well. 846 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy in the house. More to come on 97.3 The Sky. As you get closer to November, Dana Lash. it's going to become urgent for people in terms of the economy. Because no matter how big of an issue you make, abortion, it always comes down to the economy. Now, 10 p.m. nights on 97.3 The Sky.
851 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here as well. Morning, Greg. Good morning. Coming up at 9.05, Ag Commissioner Wilton Simpson will join us. One of the top stories is the border bill. It's the baloney border bill. Don't listen to the mainstream media when they try to sell this as immigration reform that's much needed, and this is the closest the GOP might get to it, et cetera, et cetera. It's all a lie. It allows for like 5,000 immigrants to cross the border. That's one of the details that's been leaked because they won't put out any transcripts or any of the bullet points or anything that people could discuss. No, because the left, they're masters of deception. Can they be trusted? Hails to the no. No. 5,000 a day. And I didn't have time, but I was going to ask, like, Cat Kamek in my own, like, I don't know, sardonic way that, how many times does 19 go into 5,000? Do, do you get the correlation? We're talking about crossing the border. We're talking about the possibility that some of the people may be ne'er-do-wells or actual trained soldiers of some Republic Guard of Iran or something. Huh? Yeah. So how many times does 19 go into 5,000? That's on a daily basis. Hello, McFly. Is anyone home? Yeah. Oh, what about the sixteen to 20,000-plus Chinese? What about them? It's interesting that you should mention that, Greg. And yeah. unlike all the other bits that we practice four or five times for the boss, yeah, Nick. this one is right off the top of your head. You mm. didn't know what story I was going to do. No, that worries me usually. A new group is set to launch Wednesday to combat Chinese Communist Party influence in the U.S., it's called State Armor, a nonprofit organization that will concentrate on global security threats and will begin by working to expose malign CCP influence operations to the public and to lawmakers nationwide. States are now on the front lines against foreign adversaries. In fact, for years, states have been targeted by well-resourced, technologically sophisticated foreign adversaries, particularly... Communist China. Huh. That comes from State Armor founder and CEO Michael Lucci. He was on uh, Fox Digital. The Chinese Communist Party is engaged in a broad effort to supplant the United States so it can rewrite global norms according to its authoritarian model. Isn't that interesting? The Chinese Hmm. Communist Party are the true authoritarians, and the only person who really is fit and capable and willing to stand in the way is Donald J. Trump, who's already done it once. But the left tries to peg him as authoritarian. He's the only one that'll actually stop the authoritarian regime of China from destroying our way of life. And then according to Lucci, the founder of this, this, uh, it's called State Armor, uh, he said that... um, To achieve its goals, the CCP aggressively pursues a strategy to gain economic leverage over state and local governments to make states dependent on their technologies and to suppress the First Amendment-protected speech of Chinese dissidents within America. Well, they already busted one so-called Chinese police station. Yeah, that were basically spying on Chinese nationals. Right in the middle of New York City. Come on, what's up with that? Right under 
uh, our very noses. You know, this whole confusion uh, between borders, between us and China and us and Mexico, it's kind of like, you know, we're not worried about the ones that come here, but yet they're a threat. It's just all weird. But, but how does Hollywood deal with that? You know, I had the great idea for a Christmas Carol-type scenario right. that had to do with the border and our founding fathers and maybe what the future vision is of today's leaders, like right. a Zuckerberg or a Bill Gates, and just how frightening that would be. But apparently, Hollywood uh, makes fun of the issue of illegal immigrants coming here by um, a show. It's The Gringo Hunters, and it is folks that go into Mexico to bring back pasty white American citizen evildoers. So they're grabbing Americans in Mexico, but we're not grabbing anybody in America. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And the whole gringo thing, could you do that? Disparage another group like that? No, you couldn't. Our Ag Commissioner, Wilton Simpson, is on the air with us next on 97.3 The Sky. Here's what's trending on the sky. U.S. troops killed by Iranian proxy forces in Jordan. We will take all necessary actions to defend the U.S. and our troops. The news that's trending. They end every statement of we're going to defend ourselves. What Iran hears, let's see what we can get away with next time. The news that's now. They open the border. The president has more than enough tools at his disposal to stop it. We're doing what we can. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The sky. Of a new era. Even more of what you asked for from your talk radio station. It's Glenn Beck. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. New shows and more news. Now on North Central Florida's talk leader, 97.3. The Sky. Good morning and welcome. It's a 9 o'clock stretch. Yeah. It's 9.07 time check. Brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is... Is always yes. You tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Special guest Wilton Simpson standing by. First, though, top stories: border bill, pressure on Republicans to pass it. Don't fall for it. It it will not, absolutely will not, improve security or conditions at the border. And Mayorkas being impeached. Will that change what's going on at the border if there truly is an effective impeachment? And the answer to that as well is no. Details on all that coming up. But first, Florida Ag Commissioner Wilton Simpson joins us. Good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, Good morning, Bob. Doing great. You brought it up before that ag actually uh, lines up with national security uh, issues. It's important to have a good, clean food source, clearly. Are we screening ag workers effectively? And when I ask that, I mean, look, we've had food processing plant issues, the baby formula thing, cattle ranches may or may not have been you know, done by acts of terrorism per se, but the the thought, the possibility certainly has to be a real one. Are we effectively screening ag workers? Um, we believe we are, Bob. And what I mean by that is there's a couple of ways. Clearly, we have Americans that are working in agriculture here, and then we have a large population that come over on what we call H-2A programs, which is a federal program. And in Florida, we have a lot of seasonal crops. So all of those are background screened. Most of the folks that are coming here are the same ones coming year after year after year. And they certainly have to have a level of um, not only health care when we're here, but uh, um, the, the hygiene facilities with, within the, you know, if they're the ones out in the fields doing things, 
um, there's a certain level of cleanliness um, and hygiene expectations and um, facilities and things of that nature that are demanded by law, by the way. And, of course, there's a lot of different various inspectors, not only from your state agriculture department, but from federal authorities that are inspecting these facilities. And so a lot of times you'll hear people don't wash their hands. Obviously, when you go to a restaurant, you say wash your hands before you come back to work if you're an employee. And um, and that's where some of these foodborne illnesses can come from when you don't have proper hygiene and screening. And um, so, you know, when you think about the manufacturers you brought up, whether it's the baby foods, we don't have that in Florida. We don't have those manufacturers here. So the screening in them would be from other states. In the state of Florida, our farmers are the first line of defense. And, um, and of course, when I think of, of trusting, like I trust our law enforcement in the state of Florida, we're very proud of our law enforcement. I am very proud of our farming community and the screening that they do on our behalf every day. And then through the laws and through the department and through federal laws, there are um, hygiene and, and other types of um, um, breaks and things of that nature that are mandated that I believe are a very effective tool. All right, so we're in the heart of horse country here in North Central Florida, and you even come from a uh, family of horse people, so to so to speak. Um, equine issues, I guess the question is, uh, I'm assuming it's under your purview, and if so, are there any major issues or things to talk about related to the equine industry? There, yeah, there certainly are. And, of course, what's going on in Ocala is just revolutionizing this in the state of Florida um, with those beautiful facilities being built. And um, But Dr. Short is your state veterinarian. And he works our team and part of his team um, primarily work with the horse industry there as, you know, for the Ocala sales, um, the racing. Um, we do necropsies and things of that nature. If there's something wrong with, you know, we obviously go in and, and discover things that are going on with our horse, horse industry. The biggest thing that, you know, probably goes w- without being seen is any type of viruses or, or things that are coming into that horsing community. Um, our state veterinarian would, has, obviously um, people that work with them that are on top of these issues, testing, quarantining, making sure that we're not spreading anything around the country. And certainly if animals that are coming back into the state of Florida, we are screening to make sure that um, they're not bringing any sort of a disease or virus back in to spread to our horse industry. So our job is to keep that industry safe. Our job is to make sure that um, if there's any outbreak of any kind, that we're on top of that, that we identify what it is and then identify the sources and make sure that we're doing the proper um, decontamination and, and cleaning in there. So my parents, you, you, you probably didn't know this, my parents in the 80s and 90s had a lot of racehorses and the egg farm, we talk about the egg farm a lot, but the egg farm that we were on had a half mile um, horse track training facility and horse barns and, and things of that nature. So for many, many years, um, my family was a part of that um, horse racing community, and my dad and actually built a couple of horse tracks in Kentucky, one in um, Henderson, Kentucky, and one in Paducah, and in the late 80s and early 90s. And um, we had so we were in the horse racing business about as much as you could be back then. And uh, my parents loved that business and and the horse community. And of course, I I participated some, but my biggest. Um, job back then was um, in our construction business and in our um, 
um, egg business. So the eggs was, was more mine. Yeah, but clearly as growing up, um, you certainly have an understanding of perspective to the sensitivities of those in the uh, the equine area. And then one of your big things that you advocate for is rural and family lands program. And you could expand on that a little bit, but uh, I have a question for you. What's the minimum farm size that would qualify for the program? Well, that, that is a great question, Bob. And and the rural and family lands, as you've probably heard me say before, is where we go buy development rights from farmers. Any farmer, by the way, um, that's got bona fide greenbelt on their facility can, which is agriculture, uh, the greenbelt designation, can apply to the program. Last year, working with the legislature, um, we were able to get a an, anything under $5 million. We do not have to take through the um, – the process of going before the cabinet. So now we can close those deals. And we've actually, I believe we closed three deals a couple of weeks ago, a couple in Gainesville and in the area that were smaller farms. And when I say smaller, they were, you know, several hundred acres, but anyone can apply to that program. And of course, um, um, we're looking to buy development rights from farmers. Here's the good part as a taxpayer, we're not buying that land. Um, so it costs a lot less to buy the development rights, number one, so the taxpayer gets a great bang for their buck. Number two, the farmers have to continuously take care of that land, not the taxpayer. And then number three, obviously, it stays on the local tax rolls where the local governments are, where we're paying our fair share of the local taxes to make sure that we can take care of our first responders, education systems, and things like that. I, I think that that rural and family lands is a great program on many different levels to preserve the family farms, as you've so eloquently stated, uh, but also recharge areas for our springs and and just oh. keeping, you know, keeping some of Florida green. And I think that's a huge concern as our population, because we're a great state, continues to grow. And uh, we're glad that you have this program. Well, Bob, I'm, you know, it's such a great program, and I, you know, I normally couple it with the wildlife corridor, which is something obviously I championed as, um, as Commissioner of Agriculture, and um, we love our wildlife corridor, and that is where our aquifer gets recharged, it's where our food gets grown, it's where our animals traverse the state. The wildlife corridor and the rural and family lands are, you know, a very similar programs, and uh, our, uh, one program fixes the other one, so we're very proud of both of those. Always appreciate your time, Florida Ag Commissioner Wilton Simpson. Uh, thank you, and we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, uh, sir. All right. Now, you can throw any anything oh at him. He's smart. Yeah, I didn't give him time to prepare uh, for that, and uh, I love it. He's good. Yeah, he's on top of it, and Absolutely. he loves it. It's in his blood, you can tell. 9.15 yep. on the Bob Rose Show. We're about 30 minutes away from things that make you smile, other headlines, border issues, all of that. Coming up on News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Mark Levin. The problem is, Joe Biden is old, old. His history and experience are loathsome. Even when he had a mind, they were loathsome. Six weeknights on 97.3, The Sky. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Good morning, Greg. Hey, that's me. It is 920 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. It's a happy hump day, Trump day. One of the reasons why Trump's owning the polls in South Carolina. And it just came out as a towering 35-point lead of the last remaining Republican primary opponent, former Governor Nikki Haley from... South Carolina. 
Wow. This poll has Trump at like 66%, Haley at 31%. It's up by 35 points in her home state. But I saw an interesting piece, uh, Howard Kurtz for Fox, uh, uh, kind of put it together. And it was like, you know, in in her own state, you know, uh, the governor is backing Trump and he was her lieutenant governor. Hmm. And uh, Congresswoman uh, Mays. Mace, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Mace. Yeah, she came and kind of rescued Mace's campaign at one time. I think it was 2022. But Mace is endorsing Trump. (laughs) Whoa. And as governor, didn't she also appoint uh, Tim Scott to a Senate seat? Well. And how does he thank her? uh, By endorsing Trump. Yeah, that's it. And and, and, is it a personal dislike for Nikki Haley at some point? Well, you know, Kurtz and some others are saying, well, she's sort of a bridge burner, like, you know, she doesn't want to acknowledge people who helped her to get where she's at, possibly. But they're just they're just theorizing. Hmm. I think that could be part of it. I I think that the state politically has moved just a little bit more toward the conservative side. And I feel like with her rhetoric, she's moved just slightly to being less conservative. Yeah. And I think that's fair to say. And so I think really the bottom line here is the Republicans that are in office and are from South Carolina see Trump as the near future, like as in 2024. She's trying to kind of put him in the past. He was good for then. He was the right guy at the time. But I'm your choice now. He's a proven, an absolute proven commodity when it comes to the biggest issues facing us right now. The border and peace in the Middle East. Yeah. Uh, There was a, uh, I believe it was a congresswoman who has nominated Trump for a Nobel Peace Prize because Mm -hmm. of his work uh, along with uh, Mike Pompeo on the uh, Abraham Accords. That should have been done a long time ago. If he was a Democrat, he would have gotten the Nobel Peace Prize for that. Good point. And he would have also gotten all kinds of write-ups in the New York Times and been a star on all the networks. But he's evil, Donald Trump the authoritarian. Mm -hmm. We cannot ever give him any positive credit for anything. And so it goes. Right. So there's that. But anyway, I think it's more of Trump's a proven commodity. The people are behind him. And he's already done what we need to get done again. Secure the border. Peace in the Middle East. Right. Get China to back off a little bit, not be so aggressive. Mm-hmm. And keep North Korea in check. Yep. Trump actually met with him. Yes. Did he get any credit for that? Not a bit. And, and then there's, of course, there's Russia. They've been relatively quiet lately, I think, maybe because, I don't know, they're going to let Iran kind of take center stage to some extent. Oh, and and that's the other issue, if I can get a little ADD on you. Squirrel. For Republicans that are calling to really attack Iran directly, right? because they're the number one state sponsor of terrorism, uh, Hezbollah and the Houthis and Hamas all funded to the 90 percentile or higher by Iran. I mean, again, an issue that we probably should have dealt with sooner rather than later, but now the call for an attack uh, inside of Iran, possibly, you have to remember that the commander-in-chief is Joe Biden, and the Secretary of Defense, when he shows up, is Lloyd Austin, Yeah, when he shows up. 
When if, he doesn't show up, if, nobody knows. I forget where he's at. He had a meeting with, I think it was NATO recently, where he could barely read from a cue card a couple of, you know, official lines or statements and really participated from that point on basically not at all. So no talk about his health status moving forward. And even if he is healthy, and I don't wish him any ill, but is he the guy? Secretary of Defense, you know? Doesn't make you feel confident. Is it, is, is, will he measure, is it woke? Is it woke to go into Iran or not woke? Oh, no. Right? But And it was Laura Ingram, I have to give her credit, who, who kind of made me think about that. Because I have been in that camp of, well, clearly, Biden hasn't answered back for the over 100, 150 attacks on American soldiers. Right. And apparently, and, and this was one of like the deputy spokespeople, it wasn't our little Corinne Jean-Pierre, it was another one, uh. that um, she seemed, and I know she wasn't purposefully doing this, but she was sort of caught in response to attacks on American troops isn't as important slash necessary unless there is fatalities. Right. Well, okay, then I guess you're really going to answer back now? And then what about the ones that are permanently damaged for life? Uh, But it gets even worse than that because isn't it always been about, hey, you take a jab at one of ours? Yeah. Uh, we're going to do more than take a jab at one of yours. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, that kind of philosophy, peace through superior firepower, peace through strength, has been one of the things that has kept the world out of World War III, theoretically. So, anyway, Trump dominating the polls in South Carolina. That's awesome. Nikki Haley continues after South Carolina. If she doesn't have a win, or at least get in the 40 percentile range, uh, she's got to call it quits. Yeah, but she is stuck in this mode of, you know, there's so much farther to go compared to where, you know, we've only been through a couple of states, and there's all these other states, and all these, yeah. So that's kind of her little thing to show, oh, no, it's, it's a long race, and I'm not, I'm not bailing now. Now, we, look, and the other value that I see in Trump is because he's been there, mm-hmm. he already knows where a lot of the landmines are. He already knows some of the parties and people that will try to trip him up. He knows to some extent how far they will go. He learned the hard to way. To try to do damage yeah, right. to him, his administration, and to those of us who vote for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that gives him a little um, kind of a heads up and a head start, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas for Nikki Haley, no offense to her, but whoever comes in, if they don't have any experience, it's on-the-job training. 927 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here, 15 minutes away from things that make you smile. More headlines on the way as well. You're listening to 97.3, The Sky. Trending right now on The Sky. Win New Hampshire. A two-person race. And just a little note to Nikki. She's not going to win. I'm not going to pull out. As it happens. As bad as we think the bill is, I promised you it's worse. We don't want drugs. We don't want criminals. We don't want terrorists. We don't want human trafficking. The news station. Strikes against Houthi targets in Yemen. Conducted by the United States and the United Kingdom. More news.
news updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Held hostage by Hamas. The threat we face from China. Russia alone stands in the way of peace. You need the sky. Just download the Odyssey app. Everywhere. That's where I get my news. News Talk 97.3. The sky. Good morning. It's another day in paradise, my friends. And I don't say that as a cliche. No. I say it. I love it. I believe it. Welcome to another beautiful day in paradise, my friends. It is 9.35. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. Morning, Greg. Uh, We're happy. We're not shoveling snow. No, that's true. So, uh, I don't know. We'll we'll just do a quick little crime and punishment of Democrats. (laughs) Unlike attacking Trump because he's your political enemy and Mm. using the uh, judicial system as uh, a weapon. Yeah. Uh, these appear to have um, legitimacy, shall we say. Well, let's take this one. For instance, Georgia House members on Monday passed a bill to revive a commission with powers to discipline and remove prosecutors. I wonder what huh. brought that about. Wow. Oh, could it have to do with embattled Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You guessed correctly. Uh, oh, my. Yeah, she is the one who was... Uh, Leading prosecution against former President Trump and uh, some other folks met with the Biden administration, got big money in the form of grants and other things, and, well, found herself a little boy toy slash, uh, you know, mm-hmm. attorney. Yep. We didn't have really uh, the level of experience that one would think of to to go into a courtroom with this kind of a case, but... Uh, He's good at picking out places to go and spend the money. Lavish. Yes. The lavish treatment. He could pick a vacation what spot. What lady would not enjoy the lavish, lavish treatment? His ex-wife. Uh, ooh. Now, now, don't jump ahead. Too soon? <laughs> well, I'm trying to keep all, as you know, my uh, paperwork sometimes. So even what? though you organize me, I still mess it up. Oh, it's just four hours You're later. talking about Nathan Wade. Yeah. Okay, apparently he's reached an agreement in the divorce case, and I'm sure that his ex did well, and the reason I say that is because this quick agreement will help him avoid testimony Uh. on the Fannie Willis relationship. (laughs) How convenient. (laughs) Exactly. Well, settle, babe. Okay, we're good. I don't have to testify, and yeah. Willis has been caught up in, back to Fannie Willis, in scrutiny over allegations she hired a special prosecutor, Nathan Wade, uh, for the case because of their alleged romantic relationship. The House voted 95 to 75 along uh, party lines for House Bill 881. They'll send it to Senate for further debate. This is in the state of Georgia, and this would revive a special committee to investigate Willis for her improper affair advanced out of a Senate uh, committee last week. Mm -hmm. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed legislation last year creating the Prosecuting Attorney's Qualifications Commission. But after the state Supreme Court refused to approve the rules governing the committee's conduct, it was unable to begin operating. Uh, Justices said they had grave doubts about their ability to regulate the duties of a DA beyond the practice of law. Monday's measure removes the requirement for Supreme Court Mm -hmm. approval. Wow. That's not going to be good for Penny Willis, I wouldn't imagine. And Hmm. this Nathan Wade character, I mean, is the case still going to move forward? Is somebody else going to handle that case, assistant DA, something along those lines? 
That's an interesting one that will follow. And then you've got Representative Cory Bush, Democrat out of Missouri, and, uh, you know, a member of the squad. She's a mess. Reportedly under investigation by Department of Justice for allegedly misusing government funds meant for private security. Uh, Punchbowl News is first to report that the DOJ was conducting a criminal probe into Bush. The outlet cited six sources for the allegation. Uh, They uh, subpoenaed the House Sergeant at Arms for records related to the misuse of federal security money. As Breitbart had reported, the House clerk read a message from the Office of the Sergeant of Arms formally notifying the House chamber that the office had been served with a grand jury subpoena by the DOJ. It's alleged that she spent a bunch hmm. of money on security, yes. which it could be an issue, but more importantly, it's who she spent a pretty good portion of that with, a security guy who, I guess, later then became her boyfriend i'm seeing a pattern here uh <laughs> with relationships and such such but anything to do with any of the squad i mean whether you're talking about aoc or omar or yeah, all of them i mean it's like these are the most unpatriotic un-american people and and they're in our nation's capital i just don't get it well since you mentioned omar yeah i might as well share this with folks Minnesota squad member Representative Ilhan Omar facing fierce backlash and accusations of threatening to make the U.S. bow to Somali interests. Oh, my goodness. With Republicans and others calling for her ousting after a clip appears to show her telling Somali Americans that her first priority in office is not America, but Somalia. Are we surprised a bit by that? I'm just surprised she said it out loud. Well, that's the thing is you can think uh, what you want. You can act in hushed terms and talk to people and tell them. But when you say it out loud or it's caught Mm. on video, you, you guess. And average citizen can say things like that that would probably get people upset. But you're actually an official representative in the United States government. There are certain duties and expectations and oaths that you take. Yeah. And you can't possibly be upholding the Constitution when you're clearly telling people that your first priority is Somalia and not America. In her remarks she made to the crowd that included Somali leaders in a Minneapolis hotel, the Somali-born Democrat congresswoman appeared to prioritize a Somali interest, including expanding Somalia's territory over American ones. According to a translation of her comments featured in a viral clip posted to X with more than 4.3 million views as of Tuesday morning, the pro-boycott uh, divestment and sanctions, Omar, describes herself as Somalian first and Muslim second, saying the U.S. government will only do what Somalians in the U.S. tell them to do. Hmm. They will do what we want and nothing else. They must follow our orders. That is how we will safeguard the interests of Somalia. See, there's, there's just no question between her and Somalia, uh, with what's-her-name, and, and, and the Palestinians. I mean, it just kind of goes on and on. They're in our nation's capital, but they just don't... Re- Who are they representing? That's the, that's the big question I have. Well, she, she's not 
representing Florida, uh, thankfully, but she does represent a large constituency, and she is supposed to be, first and foremost, putting America first. Crazy thought. And uh, our own Governor DeSantis, thankfully we have him. Yes. Um, He said it's time to get rid of her. Nice. I like that. Expel from Congress, denaturalize, and deport. Ooh, I like the way he's thinking. Yep. I'd, I'd go for that. Uh, the remark was in a reaction to that same video that I spoke of, mm. of the Muslim congresswoman speaking to American Somalians, telling them that her first priority in office is not America, but Somalia. Go and, governor. And go this, governor. What's that? I'm like, go governor. That's Yeah, like, that's right. You know, come on. He's saying what a lot of, what I think a lot of Americans feel, you know? These people don't represent America. They just don't. Now, they may be representing people who came to America who are not adopting American values. So, just my opinion. Yeah. If we're going to continue with the Democrat, uh, uh, Tom Foolery and Baloney, yeah. well, obviously, clearly, we could do this all the time every day, but mm. here's just another one for you as we try to cram in as much information as we can on a daily basis on the Bob Rose Show. The Biden administration recently celebrated the one-year anniversary of a program, a program that aids illegal aliens in reporting American businesses for violating employment laws. Wait a minute. Run that by me again. i I, I got to absorb this. The Biden administration was celebrating. Mm-hmm. It's the one-year anniversary of a program that aids... Illegal aliens yeah. in reporting American businesses for violating employment laws. This is messed up. And, wait, they they quietly reward them with work permits and a sort of a backdoor amnesty. So they get hired illegally, but if they rat on the boss, they get basically bonuses from the Biden administration. Yep. And wow. it's interesting that hmm. some of them, let's say they're working illegally, um, and they're injured on the job. Yeah. Instead of it being an issue that they're illegal, right? The issue is, oh, you're not taking care of them or workman's comp or whatever. Oh, there, yeah. There's much more emphasis on that, and not the fact that they're illegals. This is so typical. Everything Biden. It's in this bizarro world. It's opposite of what logic would tell you it should be. It's like. They are consistent in this manner, though. These improvements advance the Biden-Harris administration's commitment to empowering workers and to improving workplace conditions by enabling all workers, Mm -hmm. including Mm non-citizens, to more freely assert their legal rights. I knew that was coming. So you can come here illegally and then assert your legal rights against an employer that probably shouldn't hire you mm-hmm. anyway. Now he's in trouble for hiring you. Yes. And you get bonus points or whatever you get. Quiet little rewards, green cards, and uh, kind of a backdoor amnesty. <sighs> How twisted it has become. I'd it, say you can't make this stuff, this stuff up. We don't have to because it's, it's always just handed to us. Two-thirds of American taxpayers believe the value that they receive from paying taxes under the Biden administration is poor. According to polling conducted by the University of Chicago Harris School of Public Policy and the Associated Press, 
Fewer than 25% of Americans said they receive good value for paying taxes. Hmm. Where's all those lefties that said, you know, taxes are good? uh, What about Biden? Pay your fair share and all that? Uh Well, that's it. People don't feel like they're getting their fair share. Well, there's some irony for you. Yeah. Work a little harder there, Brandon. And you know what the really sad thing is? It's one thing to feel like you're being gouged, to feel like you may not be getting much (laughs) return on your investment, so to Uh, speak. Yeah. But then to also realize as much as the pain is, mm-hmm. it doesn't even come close to covering the bills that they've been racking up. Oh, no. Because we're trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. Hmm. What's the answer? Well, you know, the Democrats will say more pain. Yeah. Especially to those that are achieving. It is uh, 9.47 on the Bob Rose Show. It is time for things that make you smile, upbeat, positive thoughts, count your blessings kind of a thing that... You could share with us. Things That Make You Smile is brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world, Robin Larson Dental. Call in now, 877-975-9825. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Sean Hannity. Republicans better get their act together. I don't see any work on legal ballot harvesting. Weekdays, 3 p.m. By the time November comes along, they better be able to match in states the way the Democrats have been using those methods. On 97.3 The Sky. gratitude baby that's what it's all about welcome back to the bob rose show along with greg cassidy time for things that make you smile upbeat positive thoughts brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world robin larson dental so call in now 877-975-9825 and mark what's making you smile hey good morning bob and greg what's making me smile is uh in your coverage about 10 minutes ago um, I'm not sure if this was intentional or you are just a poetic Nobel Prize laureate, but when you were discussing the situation with Fanny and your boyfriend, um, she's all like, um, uh, it, 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 I, I, I don't want to repeat it on the radio, but it's like uh, what you said about um, it. It, it was just really hilarious. It can be interpreted in another way. <laughs> hmm. And I'm glad that you self-edited. Yes. Uh, we may have to go back and listen to the tape after the show. Yeah. Just, just, just to see how good you are. Well, anybody can do that. Just download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Search 97.3 wow. The Sky, and you can uh, backtrack and find stuff. Nostradamus, what's making you smile? Hey, Bob, I'll tell you, it's making me smile. I heard Wilton Simpson on there uh, earlier, and you were t- he was talking about the vegetables and everything would don't have to you have the regulations to not get pathogens and everything that's one of the reasons why i grow my own vegetables and i had a beautiful uh, romaine salad last night with my chicken some peppers on it i couldn't call it a caesar salad because i put some of my fresh peppers on it but uh, you know anybody who lives in this part of florida i live in northern alachua county and if i can grow them up here you can do it and anybody in the southern listening area can grow their own right absolutely yeah. lars from mars was making you smile Oh, I'll tell you what's making me smile is Joe Biden admitted that Donald Trump is our sitting president, and I cannot help but smile from ear to ear. Thank you very much. I haven't heard that. Hmm. Faux pas. Wow. I haven't heard that one yet. No. But we've been busy doing Maybe we'll catch here. it and play it over and over again tomorrow. Absolutely. I like it. Yeah. Thanks, Lars. And thanks to everybody contributing. Thanks to Make You Smile. Coming up next, it's the Smoking Gun. That's brought to you by Lawful Defense. And shoot, GTR, hang on.
information. Whether it's from the mainstream media or your brother-in-law's Facebook posts, you need the sky to cut through the static of election 2024. Every move. Day one, I will terminate every single open border policy. Every candidate. They wanted a new generational leader. We have to pass universal background checks. Your election headquarters. If we don't win. I think our country is finished. News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Time now for the Smoking Gun, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Bertha Yalter, 71, hit with attempted murder charge when she allegedly attacked her own husband of 50 years. Oh. Yeah. Wow. The reason for the altercation? Apparently, the husband received a message from an ex-girlfriend uh, in Turkey. That was a girlfriend 60 years ago. Oh now, some have said it's an online message. Authorities said the message came in the form of a postcard. Either way, mm. uh, it's not a good thing because Bertha tried to smother her husband oh. with a pillow. Wow. So, even after 60 years, jealousy is your smoking gun. The Smoking Gun brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. On behalf of Greg Cassidy, I'm Bob Rose. God bless you and your family. Have a great, safe day. See ya.